Rev it up and welcome to Cars Yeah, show number 2033. Be prepared to be inspired. This is Cars Yeah, where you'll enjoy interviews with inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Mark Green is here to provide you with a fuel injection of automotive inspiration. So get in, sit down, buckle up, and get ready for a wild ride here on Cars Yeah. Hello, inspiring automotive enthusiasts, and welcome to Cars Yeah. Today I'm, well, just north of Gig Harbor in North Bend, Washington, with a good friend of mine, Carl Noakes. Carl, welcome to Cars Yeah. Do you have it in gear, and are you ready to release the clutch? Ready to go, Mark. Let's do it. What I should say, ready to release the shutter button, because, uh, boy, you have become quite the photographer and a whole bunch of other things. Now, our guests will remember about four years ago, you were guest number 1063, and I had you on the show because you had started getting very prolific with your photography, taking some great car photos, race photos out at Pacific Raceway. Well, you come a long way, baby, and you're doing a lot more right now. So before I give you a proper introduction and we dive into what you're up to, what's one little thing that maybe people don't know about you, Carl? Oh, one little thing people don't know about me. Yeah. You know, I, we often get got asked that question when I was working at Microsoft, and uh, I always say that I, I'd always lived within 10 miles of where I was born until I was 45. Wow. And you were born in the UK, right? Yeah, right in the middle. Wow. In the Midlands, just north of Birmingham, yeah. So it's pretty uncommon these days for people not to uh, to move around, so... Uh, wasn't until we did the big family move from the UK to the US that we actually branched out. So it was it was quite the move. Yeah, that is quite a move. Moving uh, not only away from home, but moving into a whole new country, new culture, new world. Uh, but you've certainly done very well. So let me give you a proper introduction, and we're going to talk about this newest venture. Carl Noakes hails from England, as he said, and his passion for cars and motorsport began during the glory days of Group B Rally Cars. He has had a successful career in high tech, of which the last 25 years was being with that little company called Microsoft, just north of me here. Carl rekindled his passion for photography during his time there, and a few images he posted got noticed. I noticed them, and connections were made. It was the catalyst to establishing Carl in the Pacific Northwest automotive community. And boy, has he hit his mark. Upon his recent retirements, Adam Kramer a past Cars yeah, guest and founder of Avance, invited Carl to take on the editor-in-chief role for the amazing Avance magazine. The latest issue, which I have on my desk right here, was his first in charge with notable coverage of Mercedes 300 SLR, beautiful program there, ISO Revolta, and Land Rover, to name just a few. Now Carl does official photography for Performance Racing, Flying Husky Racing, and is also helping collectors, dealers with Bring a Trailer premium listings, amongst other things. Motorsports remains his passion. He got to go shoot F1 at Coda last year, and we'll be covering IMSA Series this year, starting with Sebring. So we'll be back in just a moment to learn more about Carl, but first a word from our sponsors, so please give them a little love, and we'll be right back. Covercraft's newest five-layer indoor cover is especially engineered for indoor use, providing maximum dust protection when your vehicle's stored in the garage. Your five-layer indoor cover is custom-tailored with Covercraft's attention to detail, form, and fit with the quality and attention to detail that's been their standard since 1965. Even if your vehicle is always inside, dust and fallout can damage the paint, and an extra layer of soft 
Breathable material protects from accidental bumps and rubs. Covercraft protects cars, trucks, motorcycles, RVs, trailers, and watercraft too. Every one of my vehicles is protected with a Covercraft cover, custom fit to fit the car like a glove. And I have a deal for you. If you use the code YEAH21 at Covercraft.com, you'll get 10% off your order plus free shipping. That's right, 10% off and free shipping. Simply use the code YEAH, Y-E-A-H-21 at checkout. Covercraft, protecting the things that move you. I was tired of my rates for my collector car insurance going up every year for no explainable reason. My carrier seemed to be turning into a media company versus an insurance company, and I realized that a portion of my policy premium was paying for all those so-called free media goodies. So I did my homework, I talked to knowledgeable collectors, shopped around, and discovered American Collectors Insurance. They've been serving the collector car hobby since 1976. You last that long by properly serving your customers' insurance need, not with a lot of fluff. ACI is ranked the number one online collector car insurance provider, according to Google, Trustpilot, Facebook, and they offer their real person guarantee live support. No never-ending phone loops when you need help. Plus, because you don't use your classic car as a daily driver, you could save up to 40% compared to regular auto insurance. American Collectors Insurance provides agreed value policies. So if you experience a total loss to your collector vehicle or it's stolen, you'll be paid the amount listed on your declaration page, less any deductibles, of course. No ifs, ands, or buts. Give them a call today and ask for your free quote at 866-A-C-I-Y-E-A-H. That's 866-224-9324. Tell them you're a friend of mine, Mark Greens, at Cars Yeah. American Collectors Insurance, classic car insurance designed by collectors for collectors. So, Carl, I'm back. Now, I wanted you to be back on the show for a couple of reasons. One is I have watched your photography expand and grow and just get better and better and better. And you got to a point where you were going to retire, sit back. And you're not the kind of guy that sits back, though. You wanted to go find something to do. And you connected with this wonderful group up here, Avance, uh, Adam Kramer. He's been a guest on the show. I've had several people from Avance on the show. And he offered you a pretty cool deal. And now you're on to your new career path so tell us about this yeah mark it doesn't it seems like um my retirement was short probably shorter lived than tom brady's to be honest <laughs> that's right <laughs> yeah 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 no after 25 years at microsoft you know time was right to uh you know to go and do something different and uh, do a few things for me photography was an outlet um that was great i've been working with adam in the background on the magazine that's part of the, the value the office to his members you know he does a lot of in-person events um he has a podcast now which you saw he has the magazine and it's all part of the, the value add to this sort of community this rapidly growing community that, that adam's building and so when he when he first approached me about the magazine uh, some of it was a, a magazine in this day and age you know sort of got a few giggles you know especially in a world where everything's like on demand immediate attention spans are a very a very short we wanted to try and build something that was a little bit enduring and something that people value that's something you know, engaging and tactile so we set out to sort of try and design a magazine that was you know local in nature the magazine's published here in seattle it's in portland and it's in denver it will shortly be going into scottsdale into other markets 
There's unique content in each region to keep the local flavor. So it's really a car magazine with people at the center. But we also want the magazine to be enduring. So we don't cover events. We don't do car reviews. You know, we want people to be able to pick up the magazine at any time in the future and it still be relevant and, and engaging. So we set out with, you know, clean design. It's very visual in nature, um, extensive use of photography, uh, far more than most magazines. And, um, yeah, so helped Adam launch that. And then when I finally hung up my keyboard, he said, why don't you come in and help me take the magazine to the next level in terms of raising the level of quality of the photography, the quality of the writing, the breadth of the articles. And, um, yeah, the the last one um, just launched. And, um, yeah. It's uh, it's going well onwards and um, and upwards as the uh, the readership continues to grow. Feedback so far has been very well received. There's a great willingness of the collectors and the owners and members of the community to participate and give up their time to help us build out the articles. So yeah, it's it's going well. I'm, I'm glad you appreciate it. Well, congratulations on your first version of this. It's it's a really beautiful issue. You know, this change in publications and magazines is really needed actually and we've got the likes nowadays of uh, magneto linkage crankshaft triple zero or even road and track where they're doing these quarterly or bi-monthly type publications that are big format big extensive articles lots of beautiful photography they're what i call keepers in fact i don't even really call them magazines and i'm not even sure if there's is there a term that i'm searching for here that yeah no maybe they should be but i i know what you mean i mean my inspiration is drawn you know from like magneto especially in the classic car world and Mm -hmm. you know the road rat i think the the, you know the quality of the writing in in road rat is exceptional and um you know those those are two magazines that you know cross genres cross marks they're not dedicated to any one one brand and i think both of them use high quality photography with high quality written word and in large format and yeah you want them on the coffee table and your bedside cabinet and uh they're great things to go back to and flick through. Yeah, maybe there's a, maybe there's a term that we've not invented yet. Yeah, I think we need to come up with that, and then we can trademark that, and everybody has to pay us a a fee for the use of that word. Another one I just had the publisher on, uh, Duck and Whale, out of uh, yeah, I I listened to that one. Yes, yeah, yeah, yeah down south, um, down under, as they should say in Australia. It's a beautiful, of course. You know, I'm a Porsche guy, so I love that focus on Porsche. But you know, this is really fun. Now I have to ask you, since you came from Microsoft for a tech world, uh, stepping into the role of editor and chief is this something completely different something you've never done before uh, uh, yes and no you know a large percentage of my career at microsoft was in marketing which is storytelling it was building campaigns building the narratives around those campaigns and building imagery around those and stories and, and etc so somewhat similar mm-hmm. and marketing campaigns also have deadlines they have project management and you know, a big part of producing the magazine it's it's a lot of project management skills i think i think in the last article last magazine i think we had something like 26 articles where you have you know a photographer on each one an author on each one then you have the designers you know there's probably a cast of approaching 50 people that contribute to that magazine so it's no small um, undertaking so yeah 
it's a it's a it's a it's a project management exercise. You know, it's a chasing exercise. It's a cajoling exercise, and um, and then there's the creative side of it where I get out to shoot and write a few of the articles myself. Spinning a lot of plates and without with keeping them from dropping to the floor and breaking. Yeah, yeah, with a deadline. You know, yeah, yeah. You know, we have to publish. And there's deadlines now from when you hand off to the printer by the time they can do the test prints and have it back to you and we can redline that and get it back out. Yeah, so it's um, it's a process, it's a workflow that we continue to refine. I mean, we're like a, you know, a band of brothers leading each other, the blind leading the blind. <laughs> I don't know. You've got a lot of talent on that team. And, you know, having uh, worked in a company where we produced a catalog and had to have that thing, uh, it was actually, we, we mailed a catalog every 17 to 21 days days. Quarter is enough for me. If everyone said that to (laughs) do do monthly, that would be... that, yeah, you've got to admire those people that well, keep that pace. So it was, uh, oh man, yeah, I was in charge of that thing uh, amongst other things, and it was uh, a feat when you combine maybe thirty new products uh, five times a year. And oh uh, yeah, it it's a it is it's a juggling act. I used to call it walking fish or herding cats. In many respects, you just get it done. You know, your photography is wonderful, and, and I always praise you when you post things because I really believe you've you've got an eye and a lot of people nowadays take pictures we have these smartphones everybody has an easy access to taking a photograph but most photography is really not very good i have to ask and i may have asked this of you before i maybe have asked you this before because i'm one of your biggest fans where did you get this design eye so that your photography because it's got a look to it oh thank you and uh, thank you for the kind words you know it's difficult to sort of to speak to our, you know, your own style or your own look and feel. I've had a few people say to me they instantly know when it's an image. They see an image of mine and they know that it was an image I took. And I think, well, I can't always guess that. But <laughs> it's difficult to say, Mark. One of the one of the key lessons I had is a few years ago now. My wife, uh, for one of my birthdays, bought me a, a photography course in New York um, with National Geographic, where you go and spend three days with one of their, you know, renowned photographers. Wow. And in this case, this case, it was a gentleman called Ira Block. And you go, and they go take you around New York to all the obvious places, and then you take some pictures. They sit you in a classroom and they critique it. I say critique, you know, they take they they take your images to bits and put them back together. They encourage you to do people shots and encourage you to step outside your boundaries. And one of the lessons that Ira used to speak to was choose your background first mm-hmm. and let the foreground happen. Ah. And I think that's counter to how a lot of people think about a photograph, right? And one of the standing jokes I have with Adam in the magazine is no porta potties. <laughs> and this, and what I mean, well, you get the joke, right? Yes. What it, the number of pictures you see where there's a porta potty in the background. Yeah. <laughs> because the, there's a lack of care, there was a lack of attention to the composition. Yes. If you focus on the background first and, and create the, com- the, the, uh, the composition, especially with automotive, then you fill the frame with the car, with the background in mind first. And it's just a little bit of wiring that you have to do around your mind. But then it allows you to, look, you know, like I call it edge patrol. It allows you to look around the edge of the image. Are there any telegraph poles sticking out the roof of the car? Are there any nasty reflections in the car? Mm-hmm. Any porta potties? You know, anything <laughs> that is a di- anything that's a distraction. Yes. Right. I think that kind of clean, crisp look is because the background matters, and often. You know, if I'm at the racetrack or 
at car shows, it's the background I choose first, and then I compose the car in that. And I think that has a big, that's one of the life lessons that stuck with me um, a long time. Yeah, it's a massive uh, give. That's a wonderful idea for everybody out there that loves photography and wants to try to be a better photographer. You know, a couple days ago, the beginning of this week, I had Justin Bell, the racer, on my show, and he's launched a new uh, video, as you call it a vlog, I guess, a video interview with very prominent living legends in racing. And one of the things he shared with me that I didn't know a lot about him, and I've known him for a while, but uh, we're more of an acquaintance than I would say personal friends, is he loves photography. And he's big into photography. Oh, I did not know that. That's the thing. And so part of this whole thing is he takes these portraits. He loves portraits. And we talked a bit, and I'm I'm segueing here into my next question, so bear with me here. We spoke about inspirations and people that inspired us. And we just lost one of my longtime 20-year-old friends and a past guest here on Cars, Jesse Alexander, who was a wonderful photographer, traveled the world, shot racing photography. But he focused on people. And as you were telling me that story, I'm thinking, yeah, Jesse always thought about the background and the person's portrait. So my question to you is, are there any inspirational photographers that you've looked towards that have helped inspire you? Because I always tell people, if you want to be a great photographer, look at what the greats are doing and then put your own touch on it because they'll teach you an awful lot. Is there any of those in your life? Yeah, absolutely. There's so many, Mark, that you have to almost decide which photographers are inspiring you and why. Mm-hmm. So I think I think in general photography, like street photography, there's, there's Joe Maisel. And Joe wrote a book that was you know, one of the leading photography books ever, and it's about light movement and gesture. And I think for me, another big part of, of the composition is understanding light. Yes. Where's it coming from? Where's it falling? Etc. So another big part of what Joe's inspiration is the use of light. Now, if I then look into sort of the motorsport realm, it is almost those photographers that do the abstract. There's, there's so many people take you know, a standard shot, but what really inspires me is is when they bring an art form to it. And many of the Formula One photographers sort of excel at this. There's a New Zealand gentleman named Darren Heath who shot Formula One for like 30 years. And he does a book called The Art of the Art of the Race every year, which is a collection of his F1 images throughout the season. And they are full of light, very sort of abstract, very graphical, and also shot at very slow shutter speeds to really get that sense of occasion and motion. To, and, and so Darren is one. And then I'm hoping to actually meet another one next week. I've just been on text with a gentleman this morning, actually, Jamie Price, who's a U.S. photographer. Yes. And um, so uh, my plan is to meet Jamie at Sebring. We've just been exchanging text today. Um, it's going to be an extremely busy weekend for him, um, but uh, hopefully at some point we will, we will connect, and if not, we'll have a good conversation after the race. But Jamie is someone that, that uh, I look at his images and – and then there's a young guy named Camden Pressure, and I look at Camden's images and I just go, I had no, I, no clue on how he achieved that, you know, in terms of the composition, the use of light. So, you know, in that, in that spirit of always be curious, always be learning, I look at those photographers that I say I like, I, I want to be inspired by their style, mm-hmm. but I'm also intellectually curious about how did they achieve it. 
Because yeah. a lot of photographs you can look at and say, I know exactly how they did that, right? Um, but it's those photographers that I still like. I have no clue how they did that. I need to figure that out. Yeah, absolutely. Well, sounds like you're off to a great start. We'll take a short break and thank our sponsors. We come back. Uh, let's carry on our conversation about photography and Avance and all the fun things you're doing. So sit tight, keep seatbelt cinched. We'll be right back. You listeners know that I'm a huge car care fanatic, and my friends at AutoGeek created their Wolfgang Deep Gloss Paint Sealant for perfectionists like you and me. Wolfgang a Deep Gloss Paint Sealant is designed to provide long-lasting protection and a glossy, slick finish that, well, it's unmatched. The use of polymer technology ensures your paint is protected from environmental contaminants, those damaging UV rays, and lasts up to three months long. By providing the glossy look of carnauba wax with the longevity of a synthetic formula, Wolfgang a Deep Gloss Paint Sealant is the best of both worlds. Go to autogeek.net to get yours for the best product selection on the internet today, along with their skilled technical support. Autogeek.net is where I go for all my detailing needs. That's autogeek.net. I've discovered Linkage. It's a new quarterly publication and website that covers the automotive market, driving, restoring, collecting, and discovering your passion for motor vehicles. Linkage is about experiences, opinions, and values. Linkage is an actual, informed, reasoned opinion based on first-hand experiences. A talented Linkage team covers the automotive world, the people who share your passion and mine, smart, considered, rational, and experienced opinions, ones you can learn from and grow. That includes our passion that drives auctions and the collector car market. So come with me and join us on this journey. And be sure to use the code CARSYEAH when you subscribe, and they'll give you $10 off. Boom! Linkage, geared for the automotive life. Subscribe today at LinkageMag.com. So, Carl, I always like to ask my guests about a challenge, and we talked about that last time you were on the show. In this case, what do you see being your biggest challenges moving forward with your role at Avance, and how do you plan on overcoming those challenges? Uh, you know, it's, a, it's a, again, another interesting question. I knew you would probably ask this. And, um, <laughs> you know, the, the challenge is, 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 is fascinating. I think... It challenges on a number a number of levels, right? Raising the level of quality, right? Are we using the right photographers for the right situations? It's not just any shoot, any photographer. And we're finding out more and more that, especially where you mentioned earlier about the people side of it, um, if we're trying to shoot an article that's fundamentally got a person as a, as a center actor, it's surprising how few people can really capture the true personality of an individual. Mm-hmm. And, and so we have to sort of think about who are the photographers that we use on the magazine that can really capture personalities and bring them to life. And it's easier said than done. And I think that goes towards the quality. I think the written word as well. You know, I always joke, you know, another one of my porta potty like phrases to, to Adam and to people in the magazine, this is not Wikipedia. <laughs> this is not, this is not speeds and feeds. You know, there's plenty of other places. We try to get them to the, the layers of the article, the story behind it, trying to find the story that's not been told. And I think the challenges that we come are finding the talent that's available. The talent's there, but you know, good talent's hard to find. Finding the stories that's not yet been told in this world of information overload. 
And then the final one is just accessibility. Just be able to insert ourselves in the right place at the right time. And some people say that, you know, that takes a lot of luck. I just had, I just went down to LA this last weekend, randomly went up to Newcomb's Ranch for the Breakfast Club, the Good Vibes Breakfast Club uh-huh, there yeah, yeah. With, with Matt Farah. Yep. And then Magnus Walker's there, so I go and introduce myself, score an invite, and we spend two hours with Magnus City's workshop, and that's going to lead to other things with events, right? So I think the challenge is the accessibility, but creating the win-win, if you like, giving something and, and taking something so everything becomes a partnership, you're not just taking. And, and so, like, it's understanding what stories have not been told and why that story needs to be told and who will benefit from it. And so really trying to dig into the layers beneath. I hope that makes sense. It does. So those, are the, yeah. those are the challenges, you know. It's that curiosity of me, lifelong learner, right? I'm curious to find, like, let's pick Magnus. What's the story that has not been told about Magnus? Because I think everyone's read the book, seen the film, bought the T-shirt, right? Yeah, yeah. So, so what's the story there, right? And so, and, and I think we're going to have an interesting one in a future magazine. Let's just leave it there. Well, I look forward to that. Of course, being a fellow Brit, you had a connection there. He's been, he's been a guest on my show twice now. Matt Fair has been on my show. And yeah, that'll be interesting to see what you do with him because he is like the master self-marketer of putting himself out there in so many ways. He has a new version of Dirt Don't Slow You Down book that he just uh, brought out, which will be kind of fun. He and I tease each other when we talk because I'm the antithesis of him. I have no hair and I like clean cars. So <laughs> yeah, he was very great. He was very gracious to give Adam my son copy of that book on the weekend. So uh, so that's uh, that's on my uh, on my shelf now, yeah. along with a little a little Hot Wheels of two seven seven. Oh yeah, absolutely, very cool. Well, you know, we spoke last time you were on the show, and I asked all my guests about a special vehicle. I'm not going to do that again with you today. I think the thing today I'd like to talk to you a little bit about is going back to your photography and your racing photography because I've seen you evolve with this in the way you shoot. One of the things you just talked about was shooting motion and capturing the cars in a very unique way that most people don't. And I want you to talk a little bit more about why you've taken that approach with specifically race cars and what that means to you. And uh, maybe if you're thinking about doing anything different in the future. Yeah, I, I mean, I think it's a, a slight repeat of what we said earlier, Mark, that there's a lot of good photographers out there. And in, in this world, you have to differentiate yourself and stand above the crowd. Or, you know, and there's so many good photographers that, and also a lot of photographers that the reason for their photography maybe say go to the a track and create lots of images and sell those images or do something like that. So you need to have a high level of keeper rates and so you can create images. When you start going down to the levels of really capturing the emotion and the art of the race, you are down at a level where your keeper rate is, is much lower. And so it's less mechanical. Mm-hmm. I always joke around another one of you know Carl's anecdotes like I don't want to shoot a wedding. And what I mean by that is I don't need one picture of the 50 guests. I have to make sure that every auntie and uncle and niece and nephew has a photograph, right? So when I go to a race meeting, I'm not going with the mindset of capturing the same car in three corners and capturing every car in three corners. I'm going to the mindset of what are the 20 interesting, evocative, emotional images that I can leave that race meeting with and so it's it's more about taking the time to find the locations find the cars find the light and then use slow shutter speed and panning as a technique and i think that comes back to 
the 10,000 hours kind of, yeah. you know, concept. It's not something you learn overnight. And I have to thank like Don and Donna Kitch at Performance a lot for that because, you know, they've been very patient and very tolerant with me at track days. I think I must have been to Performance maybe I don't know, it feels like 50, 60 times in the last 18 months. I think so. The, yeah, I think yeah, so. All to hone the craft, right? It takes the time. You have to put the investment in. And so when people do see that image that you speak to, that particular image may have took an hour in the making in terms of choosing the location, waiting for the right light, the right car, at the right time, doing the right thing. You know, is the car under load? Is the, is the car lifting a wheel? You know, what's actually happening with the car that brings that element of reality to the picture rather than just another car on a racetrack and so there's, there's there's a deep thought process and then and then the practicing of that i mean i like at pacific raceways now i can almost tell you where the sun will be at any time of day at any week of the year and where i need to be positioned to maximize that sun and why i'm shooting certain cars at certain aspects of the track because i know where they'll be under load or under braking or where i'll know how the car's behaving well, you're doing a great job with that. It's really fun to watch and see. And, and having watched you evolve over the last four years uh, has been tremendous. And uh, yeah, just keep on keeping on. You're doing a wonderful job. Thank you. You're welcome. I'm going to crawl into your skull and be a psychologist for you today. We're going to go back to cars. And that is if you were manifest as a car, Carl, not what you want to be. Now that you've been around a lot of cars and race cars over the last four years, it's a man in the mirror, how you perceive yourself as a person and a photographer and now an editor-in-chief. What would you be, but more importantly, why? You know, Mark, last time I think we are on the show, and I, I sort of, I think I said an Aston Martin DB4 or DB5, yep. and, yes. I, and I look back on that now, and I think how pretentious was that of me <laughs> to think I was this sort of, you know, elegant, well-educated you know, English gentleman, and I think I've, I think I've moved on a little bit from that. Okay, well, good. Um, so, so I think I'm a Lotus Elise. Okay, and why is that? I, I think for a number of reasons. I think it's it was an innovative platform that was easy to work with. It was malleable. It's understated. Handles well, easy to handle, and it's it's a car that does what it says it will do without fuss. <laughs> there you go. And, and I think, uh, and I think, yeah, I'm, and I, so I think, yeah, as I've matured and become. Something different, yeah. I'm not that James Bond character now with the DB4. I'm just, uh, I'm just Carl with a Lotus Elise. <laughs> Nicely done, my friend. I like that. That's why I like that question. It brings about a lot of very interesting responses, but I like it when people go a little deeper, which is what you've done today. Is there a great book since we've last talked that you'd like to share that you cracked open and read? You really enjoyed? Oh man, I should have prepared better for this one because you got me now. Um, I'm not a great reader of books. That's the interesting thing. What I mean, what I would say is I'm an avid collector of high-quality sort of magazines, as we discussed earlier, Mark. And I think rather, rather, if I may, rather than say a book per se, I would say it's like magazines or periodicals that I've recently come across that I can be inspired by the photography and the quality of the writing. And, uh, you know, I would probably put, I, I've been, I've had road rap from day one, but, but I've really, I've only recently started subscribing to Magneto. And so I would definitely say Magneto 
is is an, is is my book, if that's okay. Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I've had both the the guys involved with that publication as guests on the show, and you know it's a fairly new publication, and it's uh, I really like what they're doing with it. I think they're doing some nice yeah. things, and David Lily White uh, is one of the key players in that ordeal. Uh, Jeff Love is the other uh, managing director. So yeah, they're doing some cool things. I really like it too. Yeah, I think it's partly because they have a they have a great. To me, they seem to have a very great sense of purpose. Right? They know their audience. Yes. In terms of that that demographic and that genre and the type of car, and then they also know what appeals to them. You know, and in some ways, you know, you know, the aspiration for Avance, this little, you know, this little mag up in, in Seattle. But the latest edition of Avance had had the Sobrifo article. It had a Mercedes 300 SLR. Yeah. You know. I mean, amazing cars and stories that we got to tell. And um, and then at the same time, there's grassroots, you know, local stories. Yeah. And um, and I think that's the balance that we can learn from the likes of Magneto in terms of knowing what your audience really values. Yeah. yeah. And having a depth of content that relates to them. But the box winner will, will have its own narrative, which is, you know, fundamentally is a car magazine about people, um, which we try, we try to be aspirational yet affordable, and we try and keep the articles in balance, right? Between are these are these articles are they, are we creating inspiration and aspiration, and are they affordable? We're not. That's why we don't do car reviews on modern cars at the showroom because many, many other areas that you can get that. So yeah, Magneto, I think, is very clever in knowing its audience and knowing its content and matching the two together. Yeah, the two great guys putting that together. So I'm going to twist up my ultimate drive question a little bit for you today because I've asked this of you before. My guests know this question, but I'm going to twist it for you. Because you're into photography so heavily, I'm going to pay for you to go and shoot anywhere in the world I'm going to give you a car of any kind you get to choose to be driving to that shoot. And I'm going to invite somebody that you can take with you, either living or deceased, to that shoot. So oh, what does the ultimate yes. shoot look like for you? That's a multi-layered question it right is. there. Yeah, yeah. It's a lot um, of fun, though. And I'm paying for it all, too, by the way. Yeah, well, I think I'll probably be a cheap date for you, Mark. Okay, that's fine. <laughs> I recently got the opportunity, one of the members at uh, a performance just threw the keys at me for a GT3 RS, um, a 991 to do, you know, 20, 25 minutes. And I had, um, I think it was either Ken or Wes Hill, apologies, at, at next to me, giving me some um, tutelage. But I think the car I would go for would probably be the new 992 GT3 RS, because I think that is just... It's it does everything that you need to do from a car. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, I think it's um, and you know the the technologist and the innovator in me is always like to see what is the latest. You know. Mm-hmm. So I think I would go for that. Now anywhere in the world, I think I would. I, I think the bucket list I've yet to scratch would probably be Le Mans or the Spa Twenty Four Hour. Okay. Um, endurance racing would be the one for me. I think. So I would probably I would probably go to Le Mans and do it and pop into Goodwood on the way down. So um, yeah, 992 GT3 RS with um, to, to Le Mans. Now, who would I like to be with me? Yeah, and this could be somebody alive or somebody who's passed. Yeah, you know, I, I would go just for the giggles. I would probably go with Eddie Irvine. 
Oh my gosh. Okay. That would be crazy. <laughs> just, just, just for the giggles, Mark, I think, I think the stories we'd get told along the way would be fun. And, you know, characters like Eddie, you know, there's not many left. No, um, no. And, um, yeah, Eddie Irvine, cross country Europe in a Porsche. I think would be one hell of a few days. I think it'd be fantastic. What a nice combination of things. I love it. So before I let you go today, I would love for you to share a success quote or a mantra or some kind of inspirational thought that you'll leave us with. Oh, man, I should have put, put more on this one. <laughs> yeah, this, you know, these are, I'm, I'm trying to avoid the obvious, uh, the obvious, you know, cliches. Uh-huh. But I, I think it's one of those statements. I think what's the saying, you know, you, you, you're going to miss 100% of the shots you don't take. Sure. Gretzky. And, uh, <laughs> yeah. Is that, who, is that who it was? Yep. Yeah. The hockey player. I wish I could come up with something a little bit more smart, smart, more smart, smarter. Um, <laughs> yeah. Than that. But I, I think it's definitely quotes that support. Re- don't regret the things you didn't do. Right. You know, that, that kind of thing. And having just taken a leap of faith to sort of leave the corporate environment, which was very good to me, and, and follow some passions, I think, you know, quotes around around that about, you know, follow your passion. Absolutely. It's what comes I'm sorry, I don't have a, sorry I don't have a quote off the top of my head for that. Um, but, you know, something along those lines. That, that I mean, one, a quote that I, I think one of my old... Um, Vice presidents at Microsoft used to talk to me about was time is precious, use it wisely. Yes. And so I think I would leave this. I think that's the essence of um, who I am at the moment is that time is probably the thing that you, we should value most. Oh, yeah. And we should make sure that we're thinking every minute, every hour, every day of every week, we're thinking, are we using this in the most productive fashion? Absolutely. Boy, isn't that the truth? And we learned that. The older we get, I always try to share that down to my children, uh, that it's oh so important. So how can people subscribe, learn a lot more about, and see all the things we're talking about today with Avance? Yeah, you can just go to Avance.com. It's pretty straightforward. Specifically for me, you'll see a menu item for the magazine. You can drop down there, and uh, you'll see all the all the different issues. And uh, if you join Avance, um, you will get that magazine as part of your, your subscription. Um, you can subscribe to it if you like overseas, which we do have a growing number of people just subscribing to the magazine without needing to be a member of Avance because you, you know, people are outside those regions that are not able to participate in the events and things, then you can subscribe to the magazine. But it's all on um, under Avance.com. There you go. A-V-A-N-T-S dot Tom. I'm a member. You should be too. So check it out. Carl, hey, thanks for spending a little time with me today. Have fun. You're off to the races in a couple days here to go uh, shoot some more and see some more and learn some more. I'm a little bit jealous. Until you and I talk again, my friend, safe travels, and I'll see you down the road. Thanks, Mark. You're welcome. We all count on skilled auto technicians to ensure that our families and ourselves are safe on the road. That an airplane will get me safely to my destination. That trucks are moving the stock to shelves of essential parts and things that we need. That's why Tech Force Foundation's slogan is so appropriate. When techs rock, America rolls. I love that. Tech Force is a charity of cars, yeah. And like all charities... They need our support. If you love cars and can relate to the young person's desire to turn their passion into a career, go to techforce.org today and donate or become a volunteer. That's techforce.org. 
Thank you so much for joining us on today's ride here at Cars Yeah. Drive on over to CarsYeah.com to find show notes and inspiring automotive fun. Download your free copy of Filler Up, a fun book filled with gorgeous photographs of fuel filler fun, including quotes from more inspiring automotive enthusiasts. Download your copy today, and we'll see you next time on Cars Yeah. Yeah.